This podcast is brought to you by Balance 7. Stop procrastinating and get your energy back. Save $10, plus get free shipping at balance7.com when you put in code Howie. Better strap yourself in. It's time for the Howie Car Show. There are new calls for the president of Harvard to step down. Members of the school paper's editorial board wrote a dissent and said, for Harvard's sake, it's time to let gay go. The Harvard Crimson, a student-run newspaper out of Harvard, is now reporting that their president, embattled President Claudine Gay, is set to resign imminently. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Live from the Matthews Brothers Studios. I'm curious, what sort of holiday foods have you been enjoying over the last few days? Choco Cannon. Yeah. Eating a lot of chicken, chicken parmesan. I've been eating all, all Italian foods, basically. And ice cream. And ice cream, chocolate chip ice cream. I want a double-dip waffle cone with chocolate, vanilla chocolate chip. Rump swabs, hacks, and moon bats beware. It's... Howie Carr. Wait a minute. I thought Joe Biden said that he doesn't really eat meat anymore. He was asked about this earlier this year in one of those, you know, ask Google kind of, you know, ask me anything Reddit forums where Chickens. He, he was he was asked, what does Joe Biden like to eat or is Joe Biden a vegetarian? And he said, yeah, I am. A, I, I'm a vegetarian. I don't really eat meat anymore. I eat I eat, uh, I like eating chicken and fish. I, I guess he doesn't qualify chicken and fish as it's pretty cool as, as meat. But okay, welcome to the Howie Car Show. Howie has the week off. This is the first live show of 2024. I'm Taylor Cormier, Howie's producer. Happy to be ushering in the uh, the Howie Car Show into a new year. Welcome to the program, 844-500-4242. And what a blockbuster day it is to be live on the air as Claudine Gay, the embattled president of Harvard University, has resigned. She has tendered her resignation, and everybody is running cover for Claudine Gay. The Boston Globe, the New York Times, CNN, MSNBC... They're all uh, playing the uh, the violins for for Claudine. We'll be playing the Cla- uh, the violins for Claudine Gay as well, but uh, with much different timbre and much much different meaning than than their violin playing. They're they're sincere. We're sarcastic. Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. Claudine Gay, uh, a virulent and serial uh, plagiarist. More plagiarism accusations came out over the weekend, and I guess that was enough. That was enough to finally put this over the uh, the finish line and get her ousted and get her to resign as president of Harvard University. I guess it doesn't take much until it does. The, the, the whole anti-Semitism when there were rallies, and basically hate crimes on the campus of Harvard University after the October 7th massacre of Jews in Israel by Hamas. 
from hailing from the state of Palestine. Claudine Gay was asked about this in front of a, a congressional hearing, and she was asked to condemn what was going on on her campus. And she was asked herself her beliefs on what genocide is. And to me, this is this is much bigger than the plagiarism. That's fine. We've we've we elect people to be president of the United States that plagiarize or have plagiarized on a regular basis. Claudine Gay will be back. This is not the last we've heard from her. If Joe Biden can plagiarize up till 1987 throughout his entire uh, political career from 1972 up till 87, 15 years, and then um, have another couple of shots at running for president of the United States and and actually secure uh, an election by any means necessary, sky's the limit for Claudine Gay. This is this is just a stepping stone. She needed this. She needed to be found out. That's that's the stepping stone to presidency of the United States is being found out that you're a serial plagiarist. But to me, the bigger issue here was her comments and continued inaction on the uh, student body and even the faculty members at Harvard University and condemning their actions and putting a stop to what was going on on campus. Here she is being asked about, um, we've got a couple of these cuts, being asked about her thoughts on what happened on October 7th and action that was taking place on the Harvard campus. Let's go with uh, cut 13, Jared. And Dr. Gay, at Harvard, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment, yes or no? It can be, depending on the context. What's the context? Targeted as an individual. Targeted as, at an individual. It's targeted at Jewish students, Jewish individuals. Do you understand your testimony is dehumanizing them? Do you understand that dehumanization is part of anti-Semitism? I will ask you one more time. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment? Yes or no? Anti-Semitic rhetoric. When it and is it anti-Semitic con- rhetoric? Anti-Semitic rhetoric when it crosses into conduct that amounts to bullying, harassment, intimidation, that is actionable conduct and we do take action. So the answer is yes, that calling for the genocide of Jews violates Harvard Code of Conduct, correct? Again, it depends on the context. Depends on the context. So That's the context. According to Claudine Gay, you could walk around the campus of Harvard University and call for, be a student, and call for the genocide of Jews. You could be a proud and open anti-Semite. Say whatever you'd like, but as long as you didn't hit anybody or, you know, uh, take part in a genocide yourself, you, you would be fine. There would be no actionable consequences. There would be no ramifications whatsoever. You would continue your status at Harvard University. You could be a top-performing student. Nothing would happen to you. You could be the lowest of your class, like Joe Biden, and nothing would happen to you. That, to me, is much more egregious than the plagiarism. But the plagiarism is, I guess, what has pushed her over the top 
and she has resigned today. This is her letter of resignation. Let's see if there's any mea culpas in here, shall we? Uh, I'm just going to read this all the way through. It's going to take two or three minutes, but let's let's do it with some class here, Jared. Let's let's have the violins, please, if 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 we can get the violinists to there. Thank you. Dear members of the Harvard community, it is with a heavy heart but a deep love for Harvard that I write to share that I will be stepping down as president. This is not a decision I came to easily. Indeed, it has been difficult beyond words because I have looked forward to working with so many of you to advance the commitment to academic excellence that has propelled this great university across centuries. But after consultation with members of the corporation, It has become clear that it is in the best interests of Harvard for me to resign so that our community can navigate this moment of extraordinary challenge with a focus on the institution rather than any individual. It is a singular honor to be a member of this university, which has been my home and my inspiration for most of my professional career. My deep sense of connection to Harvard and its people has made it all the more painful to witness the tensions and divisions that have riven our community in recent months, weakening the bonds of trust and reciprocity that should be our sources of strength and support in times of crisis. Amidst all of this, it has been distressing to have doubt cast on my commitments to confronting hate. <laughs> well, sorry, I tried not to do this with, without, uh, w- with any um, commentary. And to holding, upholding scholarly rigor two bedrock values that are fundamental to who I am and frightening to be subjected to personal attacks and threats fueled by racial animus. I believe in the people of Harvard because I see in you the possibility and the promise of a better future. Mm. These last weeks have helped make clear the work we need to do to build that future, to combat bias and hate in all its forms. The violinist fell asleep. To create a learning environment in which we respect each other's dignity and treat one another with compassion and others' dignity and um, to reaffirm our enduring commitment to open inquiry and free expression in the pursuit of truth. I believe we have within us all that we need to heal from this period of tension and division and to emerge stronger. I'd hoped with all my heart to lead us on that journey in partnership with all of you. As I now return to the faculty and to the scholarship and teaching that are the lifeblood of what we do, I pledge to continue working alongside you to build the community we all deserve. When I became president, I considered myself particularly blessed by the opportunity to serve people from around the world who saw in my presidency a vision of Harvard that affirmed their sense of belonging, their sense that Harvard welcomes people of talent and promise from every background imaginable, to learn from and grow with one another. To all of you, please know that those doors remain open. And Harvard will be stronger and better because they do. As we welcome a new year and a new semester, I hope we can all look forward to brighter days. Sad as I am to be sending this message, my hopes for Harvard remain undimmed. When my brief presidency is remembered, I hope it will be seen as a moment of reawakening to the importance of striving to find our common humanity and of not allowing rancor and vituperation to undermine the vital process of education. Jared, find out what vituperation means, please. Ah. I trust we will all find ways in this time of intense challenge and controversy to recommit ourselves to the excellence 
the openness, and the independence that are crucial to what our university stands for and to our capacity to serve the world. Sincerely, Claudine Gay. Vituperation is bitter and abusive language. Ah, that's so nice to know. And how nice of this this Harvard faculty member to uh, drop a, a new vocabulary word on us as we uh, enter a new year. That I, I give my thanks to you, Claudine Gay. 844-500-4242. The... Uh, The propping up of Claudine Gay today is more than hilarious. It is unparalleled. It's really rewriting the dictionary in some instances. The dictionary that we just consulted to find what the hell vituperation meant. I'm not even sure Howie would know what vituperation meant. And he is is a learned man. He is a a scholar. He is is a wordsmith uh, without compare. I don't... Can we can we look up Emma see if see if how he used the word vituperation in Paperboy available now at howiecarshow.com click store 8445004242 we'll be back I'm Taylor Cormier this is the Howie Car Show Adding your two cents is easier than ever call Howie at 8445004242 or text the word Howie followed by your message to 617-213 1066 The Howie Car Show is back. Everybody on the text lines phoning in the same joke. Are we sure that this letter of resignation wasn't Lifted, plagiarized. Exactly. Uh, 508, that letter of resignation rings a bell. Where have I heard this before? (laughs) Oh, 508. Taylor, did her resignation letter mention anything about I've been to the mountaintop? No, I I don't think. uh, She only had so much room here on... There were no citations, though, on on this letter of resignation. So this, this could definitely be looked into. And really would have been absolutely more than proper for her to plagiarize. I think I would have done that. I would have, if I were Claudine Gay, it it would have been like, you know who would have done that? George Santos. If George Santos was caught plagiarizing, George Santos would have resigned if he had to be, if he had to resign. He would have resigned by plagiarizing his resignation letter from somebody. Would have been the... The coup de grace, the, the, the best part. By the way, we, uh, we did a quick search. The word vituperation is not used in Howie's book, Paperboy. Read all about it. Also available at HowieCarshow.com. Click store. That's right. And, uh, but there are many more reasons to buy the book. Don't let the fact that the word vituperation is not mentioned in this book prevent you from buying the book. Buy it anyway. Today's poll question is brought to you by MyPillow. Howie loves MyPillow's products, sleeps with their towels, wears their slippers, dries off with their towels. Now you can enjoy all of their products with great discounts by using the code Howie at MyPillow.com. From pillows, towels, slippers, and even their Giza Dream Sheets, go to MyPillow.com and use code Howie for amazing discounts. 
Now, uh, CNN is hosting a Republican debate next week, January 10th, and it's going to be anybody that makes over 10% in the polls, any Republican candidate that makes over 10% in the polls. That leaves three people, Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, and Donald Trump. Donald Trump is not going to be participating because he has already pre-programmed his counter-programming, a Fox Town Hall uh, event that will be televised the same time as CNN's Republican debate. So today's poll question, Jared, what is it and what are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at HowieCarshow.com, is did Donald Trump make the right decision by foregoing primary debates? I think he did. um, But for sheer entertainment value, I really wanted him to participate. (laughs) Uh, Chris Christie wasn't enough. Uh, Even though he's more than enough, he wasn't enough. So, yes, Donald Trump made the the right decision for Donald Trump. 90% of the audience agrees with you. All right, good to hear it. 844-500-4242. Jake, you're next on the Howie Carr Show. Go ahead, Jake. Taylor, it's good to talk to you. This is Jake from 207. Hey, I uh, I think it's important to remember that it's, it's pretty much common knowledge now that MLK plagiarized a huge portion of his work, and uh, I think he's doing okay. Like, he's still got a monument <laughs> in Washington, right? <laughs> yeah. I think Miss Gay is going to be okay. I think her legacy is probably intact. Oh, sure. Of course. I, it is. You know, her, her the rest of her career is assured. She's got this on her resume. Yeah, she went out in disgrace, but that's not going to hold her back. Like I said... Joe Biden is president of the United States, and it's going to take a, a few more than uh, it's going to take more than a few speeches that were plagiarized to knock him out. Um, in fact, it, we've we've shown it's taken a lot more, and we still haven't knocked him out. I mean, classified documents left over in his garage, in his his office spaces that were off uh, federal grounds, uh, just open for anybody to read, strewn about the floor of his garage near his Corvette. Uh, the, the paper trail connecting him to Hunter Biden still hasn't taken him down. So Claudine Gay, she's she's got a lot to look up to as far as how high that glass ceiling really is. We'll, uh, we'll continue to take a look at what brought her down in the, uh, the coming segments of the show. 844-500-4242. We'll be back. I'm Taylor Cormier. This is The Howie Carr Show. Live from the Matthews Brothers Studios. Welcome to The Howie Carr Show, the first live show of 2024. And we're ushering it in without Howie Carr. He'll be back next week, so you have that to look forward to. Maybe you can adjust your entire calendar based around when Howie will be in for his first live show of the year and live off of that, if that's what you want to do. He's been having a very exciting vacation, though. You can call it the Howardian calendar instead of the Caesarean. He's been having a good vacation, you said, Grace? No, you got you to sit with that one. What? <laughs> you got to sit with that one. The Howardian? <laughs> Yeah, that was um Okay. Yeah, he's having a very exciting vacation. Was he, he at Mar-a-Lago the, uh, uh, on New Year's Eve? I don't know if he was at Mar-a-Lago, but I know he went to the Dave Chappelle show. 
Really? Yeah, you didn't see that on his Twitter? No. Do you not follow him? I don't. I stay away from Twitter and all that stuff. On weekends, yeah. yeah, I asked him for a review. Yeah. He he did send me an email review. Um, but I'm gonna let him explain it when he comes back because that would be something fun for him. to That's interesting. Him. Yeah, it's probably a very tough ticket to get. I didn't take Howie for like a go to a show kind of guy. You know what? I don't. He's full of surprises. He is. He is. That's the great thing about Howie. Is right when you think you got him pegged, he throws you for a loop. Went, went to a Dave Chappelle show. Boy, was that great. He he really gave me. I said, "How was the Dave Chappelle show?" That's what I captioned my email as. He gave me a full breakdown. I saw a clip from the show. Uh, I don't have Netflix anymore, so I'm not able to watch his his specials. But I saw a clip, and he was explaining how. And it's funny because I, I was talking about this movie last week on the air uh, when he met Jim Carrey. Did you see this clip? No. He was. He went to see Jim Carrey on the set of Man on the Moon where Jim Carrey was playing Andy Kaufman, a comedian from the 80s. He was on SNL, Taxi. Um, But Jim Carrey got so into the role that he lived as Andy Kaufman, and he told everybody on the set, you got to call me, and like everybody. Method acting. Yep, very method acting. And Dave Chappelle was really excited to meet Jim Carrey, and so he went and said, hi, Jim. And he goes, everybody on the set goes, no, that's Andy. And he's like, oh, hi, Andy. And he was so excited to meet his hero, but he didn't really meet him. He just met him playing the character. And he said, you know, it was great looking back on it because that was such an interesting time to see a hero of mine really engrossed in one of the most iconic roles of his time. But that feeling I had, that's how I feel when I run into a trans person. And you just completely flipped around the narrative and shocked everybody. That's how trans people make me feel. Because he has said before, as, you know, a commentary on the trans movement, he has, and these are his words, saying, like, I don't need to be part of the illusion that you are creating for yourself. And maybe that's what he means. Like, I don't need to partake in this just because you're acting. What do you think of method acting in general? Oh, it's unnecessary. I would it's, agree. It's very self-ingratiating. I focus on the process. Yeah, yeah and just... as a thespian, <laughs> I always found that there are plenty of... <laughs> <laughs> That's my new favorite sound effect. There's a lot of techniques you can use. You don't need to, like, you know... You know what else I'm not a fan of? What's that? I don't like when actors lose a lot of weight or gain a lot of weight for a role and everybody's like, oh my God, Oscar buzz. He lost 70 pounds for the role. What does that have to do with the acting? Okay, he he made himself... He didn't eat for like months and months and months. That doesn't necessarily mean he's a good actor. Everyone just gets so wide-eyed when somebody loses weight or gains weight. And they go, this movie's so great. He lost X amount of weight. I don't care. Why would I care about that? Is the movie good? Like Christian Bale and yeah. the, the Machinist? And, and, and Christian Bale... I mean, to be fair, a lot of the movies he's in where he's lost weight or gained weight have been phenomenal movies. But... <laughs> That that's that doesn't mean it's the I mean, rule. It's a physical manifestation of his dedication to his craft. I would say, but it doesn't mean as a, as a federal thespian. It doesn't mean that the role is any better. It's I consider that the same as method acting. Like you don't need to gain weight. Well, he's a method actor, and also oh, good for you. <laughs> also, just not to. I mean, I you know, I'm not the picture of health as far as like I can barely drink water. But I will say, I don't think it's good for your heart. Some of these actors, no, they're gaining not. 100, no. they're losing 100. It's like, that cannot be good for your body long term. But it's all supposed to be like under supervised conditions. But come on, losing that much or gaining that much weight in, yeah. Like um, Brendan Fraser. Yeah. He, he put on a lot of weight for his role in The Whale. 
and yeah. he had to take it off. But I, he he had gotten heavy on his own, I think. Is it's just not, and he's lost a lot of it now. He looks great, but yeah, a lot of them make a habit of like Mark Wahlberg and stuff. The yeah. whales are gonna die. <laughs> okay, so back to Grace's news. Yeah. California becomes the first state to offer health insurance to all undocumented immigrants. This is from ABC News. Now, just for a little background, in 2015, undocumented children were able to join Medi-Cal under a bill signed by then-Governor Jerry Brown. In 2019, Newsom signed into law an expansion of full-scope Medi-Cal access for young adults, 19 through 25, and now it has been expanded to older adults, age 50 and older. All right, keep them going to California. Like, just let's, let's let's not have that in Massachusetts. I'm sure it's already there to some extent, but in California, let's just keep sending them in there. Have you heard what happened in New York City? There's a lot of stuff that happened in New York Regarding City. Regarding illegal aliens and buses? I believe somebody from a southern state sent another no, it's getting round worse. of buses. It's getting worse. This is Democrat on Democrat crime. Uh-oh. So the illegal aliens are being sent to New Jersey. Oh. Because Eric Adams has put into place a block where he's not accepting. Like he needs 32 hours preparation. You can't send people to the Big Apple anymore. Bus drivers have to let him know if they're showing up. So instead, the illegal aliens got sent to New Jersey. And then from New Jersey, they took a 15-minute train ride to New York City. Okay. So they found a loophole. Yeah. It's it's called interstate travel. It's yeah. it's not that difficult to circumvent <laughs> several access points into New York City. Just an update for everyone, though. And also on this same front, illegal immigrants are using fake passports to pose as minors when crossing the U.S.-Mexico border. I'm shocked. Yeah, this is. I think from... this has been happening in Major League Baseball for some time now. This is from Fox News. Bill Malugin and Bradford Betts wrote that border agents in Arizona are seeing an influx of immigrants um, using fake passports to claim they are minors when entering the United States illegally. Unaccompanied minors? A lot of the people you you see coming in, uh, at least in the footage I see on Fox and on Newsmax, are not minors. No, they're not. And... I would say, so I watched uh, this most recent caravan. I watched the footage from it for like a good minute and a half, two minutes. And I did my best to count and estimate how many were men compared to women. 90% easily men to women. These are not families that are crossing. If they are families, there's a much larger LGBTQ population from uh, other countries south of the border than I first knew about yeah um another story today taylor that a lot of people are covering is biden's polling with some key demographics so biden this is from the new york post is ringing in new year with black hispanic and young voters abandoning him the usa today suffolk university polls getting a lot of 1987 it's gonna be a great year the 81-year-old incumbent is hemorrhaging support from black voters, young voters, and Hispanic voters. So I understand the young voter I thing. I why that could be. I was talking with David Marcus about this today, and we were discussing the Israel-Hamas war and how a lot of these young people are very, very adamant that there needs to be a ceasefire, and they're disappointed with Joe Biden. Right. Did you see that sign uh, that somebody was holding at New Year's Eve in New York City? Mm. It's... it's Inspire now? No, it's not one of those. But it's a sign that I think we've seen before. It's like our expectations for you were low, but holy bleep. Yeah. That was being held up as Ryan Seacrest was doing his interview with 
uh, fake Joe Biden and fake Dr. Jill. But I find it so amazing that you have all these young people. They're disrupting everything. Now they're at JFK. They're disrupting the flights. They're sending out, allegedly, they could be sending out balloons up into the air to disrupt the flights from landing. Um, Santa Claus, carolers, uh, New Year's Eve, everything, you name it. And these are the voters that he is trying to keep keep it's like <laughs> this, I, I, I know i get it's politics i get you have to try to you know make people happy but this is your point, side at what point do you look at this and go even in joe biden's confusion as he's getting so old wouldn't you go these are the people that i have to kowtow to you can't well i mean you can't really uh you can't really go after them publicly at least and so i think that's part of the reason why he hasn't come There's, out and said we're not going to advocate for a ceasefire he has, though, uh, spoken to uh, Netanyahu several times saying maybe a ceasefire could be a good idea. And he did brag about brokering the ceasefire uh, that took place in time for those the, those hostages to be released. At the same time, also bragging that he was the reason for the October 7th uh, massacre. Remember that? Yes. Yeah. He said that because he wanted to build a railroad, that was why he... <laughs> a railroad across the... The Mediterranean Sea. That's why Hamas attacked. Yeah, it's one of those things, too, where it's it's so crazy that he's trying. He's saying to Bibi, and he said this before, like, I've explained to them that the the, um, the goodwill can change really quickly. Like, you know, people will lose their goodwill for Israel. And I'm thinking, Bibi's not worried about that. You're worried about losing these nuts who are in the middle of the highway and stopping cars, stopping people from going to work. Don't make it BB's problem that you're afraid of losing support from mm-hmm. your nutty followers. Don't make that his thing. Like, oh, you better be careful because you're going to lose goodwill. No. BB's not worried about the progressive morons at Harvard who are upset with you. That's your problem, Joe. Right, right. I watched uh, an interview with one of the, the hostages that was freed. And the uh, reporter asked her, were you coerced to say anything uh, when you were being released? Yes, absolutely. Hamas told me to tell you how nice they were to her and uh, how how wonderful and caring and understanding they were. But she said the reality is that there is not one innocent person in that whole territory. Even the civilians, they are as complicit as Hamas. And that was just so telling. I saw that. Was that the woman who had her arm broken? And then they had, so. a, I think, a veterinarian yeah. um, work on her arm. Really, really scary stuff. And all of it's all the news you get. Even now, some of the reports you get are so graphic of what happened on October 7th and after. Grace's News is brought to you by Toyota of Portsmouth, where you can enjoy a buying experience that is easy, personalized, and moves at your own pace. Car buying the way you want it to be. Toyota of Portsmouth and Route 1 in Portsmouth. Um, And one other thing for you, Taylor, there are reports out or there was a a poll recently that Kamala Harris was polling better than Joe Biden. Right. For a brief instant. It's gone now. Yeah. Surprising. I just hope she enjoyed it, you know, because I enjoyed it for her. (laughs) She made a cake. Yeah. Like, yeah, (laughs) that was when she went on with Larry O'Donnell. And I think she was feeling like, guys, book me tonight on MSNBC. I'm feeling Uh (laughs) I'm feeling confident. I I'm beating him in the polls. Well, this same poll that I just referenced, USA Today and Suffolk University, now shows that Kamala Harris gets lower job approval approval ratings than Biden among black voters. Which is hard to do when you can't really define what your job is. 56% compared with 68%. If you really had to be honest, and you had to say who you think is doing a better job, Biden or Harris? 
You had That's to choose. That's a tough decision, yeah, actually. You had to choose. Gun to your head. I'd say Kamala Harris, as but knowing her role is the insurance policy for Joe Biden. I would too. She's doing a better job by not doing a great job. Ah, I see. Peter Principle. You mm-hmm. get what you're saying. Yeah, I, I still think I would vote for her just because even though she can, her sentences aren't a lot more coherent than his. I, I don't know. She's kind of better. I don't know. I would, but I would much rather listen to a Joe Biden speech than a Kamala Harris speech. Really? Why yeah. is that though? Just more material? At least I can understand what Joe Biden's trying to say most times, yeah. aside from the unintelligible portions where he's just stammering and just having a stroke. But Kamala sure Harris. Sure, I suffered the pressure. Exactly. Kamala Harris speaks in nonsensical, Susian, iambic <laughs> pentameter. Yeah, and also you have that old man, you know, you have that old man soul. Yeah. So even though Joe Biden's getting lost When he said leave the record player on at night, I knew exactly what he meant. Yeah, you're like, okay, yeah. I get it. Yeah. You should be our translator, honestly. That's what I am. I am the official Biden translator for the Howie Carr Show. <sighs> what a job. The Howie Carr Radio Network. All right, Tilly, that's it for me. I will be back later for Hate No Monday I'm on a Tuesday. I'm looking forward to it. There's been a lot of material and a lot of hate live on the air for the past week or so. Thank you, Grace. 844-500-4242. Happy New Year to you. Start 2024 off right with a special treat from MyPillow. They're bringing you their biggest bedding sale ever. Right now, you can get the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98. A set of pillowcases, only $9.98. Rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. They also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles. They even have blankets for your pets. Get duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. All with the biggest discounts ever. Make your New Year's resolution to get better sleep in 2024 with MyPillow because they're extending their money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2024. Just go to MyPillow.com and use promo code Howie or call 800-658-4965 and you'll get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98 while quantities last. MyPillow.com, use promo code Howie. I'm Taylor Cormier and this is The Howie Car Show. The Howie Car Show. He's Howie Carr, and he's back. So what pushed Claudine Gay over the edge? And led her to step down. I guess there's a def- there's a, some semantics there between step down and resign. She is stepping down from her presidency at Harvard, and she's going to retain her faculty position there teaching. Uh, Claudine Gay was hit with six new verified plagiarism charges over the weekend. There was a whistleblower that was... Uh, that had, I think back in October, sent a letter to the staff at Harvard, the uh, the board, and said, look, Claudine Gay has uh, plagiarized over 50 times and gave an entire list and, and all of the citations that Claudine was supposed to give in her articles. But uh, the Washington Free Beacon uh, published these yesterday, and there were six counts, one of them... Uh, 
her article, The Effect of Minority Districts and Minority Representation on Political Participation in California, borrows four sentences from David Cannon's 1999 book, Race, Redistricting, and Representation, The Unintended Consequences of Black Majority Districts. It sounds like she uh, also kind of uh, plagiarized the, the title of the book into the title of her article. Gay did not cite Cannon near the passage, though his name does appear in the bibliography, according to the complaint, which claims there are nearly 50 plagiarism allegations against her. In one passage, Cannon wrote, he was a a political science professor at the University of Wisconsin, he wrote, the VRA, Voting Rights Act, is often cited as one of the most significant pieces of civil rights legislation passed in our nation's history. Gay wrote, the Voting Rights Act of 1965 is often cited as one of the most significant pieces of civil rights legislation passed in our nation's history. So she expounded upon what that acronym meant and gave it a date. This is, you know, I had a current events class when I was in middle school, and one of them we were supposed to give basically a summary of an article in the newspaper. I think every kid in middle school does this at some point. And what I did was I would, I think what everybody did, you take the smallest article you can find, first of all, usually a, a crime police blotter story back then when they still had them, and you <laughs> look, the perpetrator, okay, I will change that to the suspect, was found to have committed, acted out. And you just kind of change the words as you go along. Claudine Gay wasn't even that resourceful and that creative as little creativity was used in that process she didn't she just expounded and added a date she didn't feel the need to change any of the words um (laughs) it keeps going there's there's other examples but this this new one that hit over the weekend with with 50 claims of plagiarism is what really uh pushed her over the edge we'll we'll get to the uh the bum kissing and the The shilling for Claudine Gay coming up in the next hour. Don't go anywhere. I'm Taylor Cormier. This is The Howie Carr Show.